to do is try. I was breaking down bells and now I switch it to rap. Man, I'm sorry, was a man like that nigga would have. I was sitting in the spot, I ain't never miss a beat. If I feel it in my heart, I'm gonna put it on the beat. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Burma Road Podcast. I am Stephen Angel, joined by John Scruggs. Yay! And we are here. This is the real one, John. Yeah, I'm good with it. We've tried to take this about... That was my attempt at faking happiness. We've attempted this six or seven times, didn't know how to really get into it, because, you know, I'm disappointed, and I'm let down, you know, as I'm sure a lot of fans are, and the players are too, and I'm sorry <laughs> about my genuineness. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is what it is. We went in there and gave it all we had, obviously. Yeah, definitely. Um... I think we played a heck of a ball game. I just think we let Aaron Swafford make one too many plays. That guy's a beast, man. That guy is a monster. I can't help it. He just is. He's a very underrated passer. Like, they threw – I don't. I got is the stats. Underrated? We'll talk about it later. He didn't throw many passes, but every one of them was pretty much – I'm pretty sure on the last on the episode, money. though, I rated him pretty yeah, dang high. I mean, we, <laughs> you you know? Know, we had heard that he, he can throw in tight windows, yeah. but to see it – yeah. Is a, I mean, there were a couple times we had great coverage. Well, think of, there's this one, and I can't tell you on what drive it was. Here's the thing. When you get go to these games, these high emotional, you know what I mean? I'm in it. I'm screaming as loud as I can. I'm not really watching so much of the details, you know? It's yeah. tough. Well, but I, Even when you do, though, it's not like this is NFL and we got TiVo and we can just go right, back you can't and play like, it analyze back. it. It's yeah, like yeah, we yeah, have yeah. to – Either one, be focused on writing it all down, which right. then you miss the next play and you have to ask somebody, or we illegally tape the game, I'm pretty sure. Right. Well, but like at Watertown, we watched that on the internet thing that they provided, and it was just a lot easier yeah. to kind of analytically watch it. Yeah. Whereas when you're in there... Well, your emotions are out of it at that right. point, you know. Well, kind of. Well, <laughs> kind of. <yeah. laughs> but, but what I'm saying is like, so I don't remember when this play happened, but I know if you're on the guest side where we were, the visitors, they were going left. 19 hits this dude with a just yeah. bomb. And then I the mean, receiver makes a great catch and goes up and gets yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, you can't our, – our DBs are 5'9 and 5'10. You know, yeah. it's the same thing we faced in Temple. I mean, when you got a receiver that's 6'3 and you're 5'9 and he's athletic, the odds are you're not going to go up over him. Yeah. But, I mean <laughs> – you got to give the guy props. You just do. I mean, what do you do? The guy can run. He can throw. He weighs 190 pounds. I mean, he's stout. That's. I mean, that's big for a quarterback in double-A ball. Future I mean. seaman. And I'm calling it right now. I'm picking him to beat Peabody. Because oh, for sure. Peabody had a hard time with, I think, Fairley. They had a quarterback that was hurt and came back week eight. Yeah. And then, like, made a run in the playoffs and almost beat Peabody. Yeah. Because of the quarterback. So I'm going to go ahead and say now that Meg's County I goes I think they do, too. I, like I, I'm pretty sure we said this last week. or uh, No, we didn't. Actually, me and Sam, on the way up to uh, the game in the car, we did a bad credit episode on our phone. In that episode, I said, uh, go check out the bad credit podcast, by the way. Uh, available everywhere. Burma Road's available. <laughs> uh, I said, I think this is a state championship game, you know. I think you're I probably, you were probably right, and we were that close, man. Hard fought, dude. You cannot – this is high school football. Emotions run hot, high, and you cannot write this any better. Like, you, this was a movie. Yeah. Literally, it comes down to, like, the movie. How I'm many minutes sure Friday Night Lights ended just like this, except it might have been in overtime already. We knew – we said this 
in the previous episode, you know, the two-point conversions are going to come into play because they go for two every time. They don't yeah. kick extra points. They get that two. We drive down in the last minutes of the game, score touchdown. <gasps> We're hype. Yeah. And then we don't get in the end zone, man, and that's tough. It's really tough. And I understand the play call because – what exactly giving, was the play call? It, it was a quarterback. I, I think it might have been a dive, but I'm not 100% positive because I was more worried about if he got in or not than right. watching right. the blocking scheme or whatever. So I don't. I wouldn't think it was a zone. Could have been. But you're saying it looks like a zone play instead of a dive. It looked like he was kind of picking his hole, which the, I, and the, I understand that call because you're giving probably your strongest offensive player and probably your smartest. Offensive player, his choice. Um, I think it's a little controversial just because we we're not typically a spread team, right? Which, who knows? Did they know Cameron was gonna, you know, <clears throat> probably? Yeah. But we also knew that Aaron Swafford was probably gonna be. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It comes it's down like, to, and I noticed some. I had like, I noticed something, and I've seen it throughout my life, and it, I never really thought about it too much. When you are stumbling as a runner, you have the ball, you're really hard to tackle. Like, if you notice, that quarterback stumbled a lot. A lot. And yeah. he, he would gain like 15 more yards. Rumbling, stumbling. Yeah. Like, and think about it. You don't have anything high to hit. Like, you have to go low and just grab his yeah. ankles. And they're already falling. So yeah. you're trying to knock them down. They're falling down in the direction yeah. they want to go. But I, I think the play call is good. I'm going to say that I'm, okay. I'm, I'm fine with the play call because. Like I said, you got your smartest and strongest offensive player with the ball in his hands. I want to ask this question, and listen, I want everyone to know I'm not pretending to be a better play caller than Coach Blake Satterfield, right? I don't obviously know. Obviously not. But I just – what if you go back to the swinging gate again right there? What do you think – I mean, yeah. obviously they saw it on film, and obviously they spent some time practicing for it, so it would be an obvious play call right there. Right. But still – They've seen it one time in their lives. Well, the thing about it is, do you have more than one play out of it? Because they got to have more than one play. I'm out sure of it. they're going to cover the jump pass this time. Right. So, if you have another play, maybe. But then again, are you going to put your entire season on the line? Well, we put it all on the line. Yeah, but we—it's on the line, we, no matter what we you went, call. We had one loss with our bread and butter. You know what I mean? Like, are you going to go against our? You know what I mean? Come. It, I do know what you mean, but I just if I mean, we if we make it. The greatest play call ever, you know, right? It's one of them situations. And then if we don't, everyone's like, man, they we knew you were going to come. should have done this. We should have, yeah. And that's I mean, stupid. It's just, that's it sucks. Stupid. It sucks to Coach take Coach Blake obviously knows his players and his team better than anyone else. He knows what we block well. He knows what we don't. He knows odds are the Cameron's going to get two yards, even though we didn't. But here it sucks because – it's funny, though, that now that I say that, you have been saying Cameron's guaranteed three or four yards all year. Like, well, yeah, that but, was your thing. But what I'm saying is it sucks in a situation where it's us versus you. I'm coming here. You know I'm coming here. Yeah. I know you know I'm coming here. Who's going to win? Right. And we lost, dude. Yeah. And you know what? You just got to take that, and you got to move on with your life. For sure. Because – I mean, them dudes, let me you tell you You can't sugarcoat it. You yeah. know what I mean? No, there's like, no way. We, we got beat. And, like, I was standing down there on the fence when they come out of halftime and Meigs County was warming up. And them dudes were big, man. 
They were big. Well, they were huge. They were big. We knew that going in. We, they were. I mean, big boys. You know, you you hear they're big, but when you're up close and you see how big those guys are, I'll say, I'll say, there was a sense of pride just seeing our guys out there with those guys. Oh, just for on sure. The sheer, just the way it looked. You got regular looking high school kids, us versus this team that looks like a bunch of like yeah. corn fed. Yeah, boys, you know what I mean. It's basically Hampton with they had toughness and the no with all. Yeah, if that makes any sense. The like no we with all is that a word? Probably not. I think Probably you mean wherewithal. Where, whatever. <laughs> but we went to Hampton, and you know, Coach Clint had us thinking they were these huge guys, which they were yeah. huge, but they were just going to beat us all over the field. But they were obviously out coached, and I think, I think Meigs County was for us to compete the way we did was probably outcoached because I think they had the better team. And for us to pretty much be a two-point conversion away, I mean, mm. that's tough. I mean, but here's the thing, and I thought about this. If I told you at the start of the season if we were going to make it to the semifinals and it was going to come down to a two-point conversion, would you take that? What do you mean? As like, like, I'm not telling you if we're going to get it or success? not. success? Yes. Like, would you you say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to oh, tell yeah. you now that we'll be in the semifinals and you're going to get a chance to right. go for two at the very end of the game. Like, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it, you, yeah. You're definitely taking that. I would, yeah. Like, I think the season was a success. I think we started a little rough, and that was part weather conditions at Watertown and part just well, mistakes. And also, it was part we played the only real good teams we saw all year. Yeah, I mean. I mean, you can't. That's I feel like maybe in doing this podcast, I have tended to take things away from other teams. You know what I mean? Like, not give them credit for just being, like, good. Yeah. Meigs County was good. Oh, yeah, for Mix sure. Meigs County was good. Watertown was good. Right. And I think I think Watertown was outcoached. I mean, I, I think Watertown was bigger. I don't know about faster, but they were definitely bigger, and I would probably say a little bit more talented of a team. But here we are, our coaching pedigree, just like always, you know, cancels all that out. So I mean, I'll take it. It's Coach Blake Satterfield's very first year. He makes it to the semifinals. That is two point that conversion is away. A huge success, man, for him. And you know, he ain't looking at it as a success. No, well, you know where he comes from. Anytime That's you, what I'm saying. You know, when he, anytime you lose, this is not going to be pretty. But, I mean, he should know somewhere down deep inside of himself that he did a very good job. Yeah, and, I definitely think he should be proud of him. He may be a little depressed. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. He'll probably never it's, get over it. He won't get over it until next year. Yeah. I mean, he just won't. But I'm just saying he should also be proud. Like, yeah, for good sure. Job. But just to be that close, you know. God, it hurts. it's a movie, dude. And then these seniors that were losing, you got to feel for them. I remember the way it Yeah, go feels. through the list. Who, who's Kobe our seniors? Ford. That hurts. That one right there hurts. Jeez. Let me give some – let's go ahead and give them props as we go. Kobe Ford ran tough. I mean, he's probably our best running back. Would you agree? Yeah. Um, runs so tough, and he's fast on top of it. I think he could probably find somewhere to play at the next level, some point, somewhere, Juco, um, you know, wherever. But I think if he wants to, he'll probably get that opportunity. Um, then we got Juice. Let me tell you something about Juice. 
Juice is D1 size. 6'3", 215 is what they say he is. Who knows what he is. Yeah, and I don't – and he's D1 strength. I, I, I hear about his strength all the time. I just don't know his 40 time, and that's a big deal when they go to, like, analyzing D1 talent. Um, but from what I've seen, he's got good instincts, tough, strong, big. Juice can most definitely play at the next level. Davis Stewart. Davis Stewart was very underrated. For sure. I don't feel like we talked about him enough. I know. And <laughs> he was very underrated. He come in in some vital spots. Uh, I seen I seen last Friday night he was playing, I think, with a broken hand. He had like a cast on it. Um, tough kid, smart kid. He's um, going to do great things. Your thing has to go off once an episode. Yeah. I know. Will Holder, man. He's another one, man. And we talked about him early in the season. Um, yeah, dude can't. It can't be said enough how vital he was to the the offense and his his blocking on offense. I've seen that dude block his tail off, and on defense just make play after play. So huge loss there for sure. Ben Chumley. Ben Chumley is a senior. <laughs> yeah, you didn't man, know that. Chum. He's Poor going guy. Away. How many how many runs did that guy get called back? <laughs> but that's not it, man. He was a very high effort guy, uh, hard worker. You know what I mean? Great he, heart, big, huge heart. You know what was it? Watertown. He had the longest runs. Like he had the biggest plays. Yeah. Like come through in some very vital times. We're gonna miss him. Black. Man, I hate to see that cat go. I hate to see that cat go. He was the. He was the warrior of the team. Like, that dude had so much spirit and pride and, like, no back down in him whatsoever. Come up, lay licks, set the tone all the time. I'll never forget Macon County. Remember we were sitting on the visitor side? Mm-hmm. And he's the one that made the hit where everybody was like, ooh. ooh even the Macon County guys. Yeah, and then he kind of got up and taunted a little bit at the crowd. That was, that was a fun it. game, dude. That was a fun game. It. We threw it back in their faces, dude. Oh, my God. Great stuff. Uh, Man, Aaron Pickett. Man. Dude, we're losing so many people. His brother's a junior, though, right? Yep. I think the other Pickett brother's a junior. Yeah, yeah. Jordan Pickett, number 15. Junior. Man, you can't say enough about those guys coming in from out of town, not, you know, not being in the tradition very long and stepping in and making plays and filling in spots where they probably didn't want to be at times. And doing things for the team, you know that th- those things were huge. Yeah, for sure. And then Austin Nat, it's going to be a huge hole in the line. An already young line. He had he he brought some size to the table. Um, we didn't we didn't talk about him that much, and it's mm. hard being a lineman sometimes because you're not breaking a sixty yard play. You don't get the credit you're due, but what you do get is the negative stuff. Yeah, like you, you that, that only nap ain't blocking. Right, you know you, what I mean? to the common viewer of the game, you stand out when you're not doing your job. So it's like a thankless job, and those guys deserve a lot of praise because oh. they step but we talked about before we really got into the season how we we're inexperienced we were worried and they stepped up and they really did a good job this year i mean we did not do a lot of talking about how our line failed us you yeah, know what i mean no yeah and it's just like meg's county look how big those guys were you know what i mean and you got people like nap who 
is standing tall, doing his job, making plays for our, our backs to break runs. And like you said, it's a thankless job, but we're thanking you right now, Bubba. It's a tough loss there. And Jalen Skinner. Dude, all those woodshed incidents, from what I've seen out of him, the guy come in, gave it his all, big heart, team-spirited guy. And, and we're going to hit on something, you know, that's very important that a lot of people don't think about. When you're on a scout team, you know, most people, you know, would see that as a, a bad thing. It's not because without a scout team, you don't get to see the other team. Right. And you can't practice it. And I played scout team offense for three years. Like, I wasn't really a defensive guy. I was more of an offensive guy. So, even when I started on offense, I still played scout team offense. And I think it's huge and vitally important to get that look and give them a good look, give effort. Because, I mean, if you give them an easy ride all week, not gonna what do you think they're the going to do on Friday? I right. mean, and and I, think, I just think that's huge. And, you know, I want to give a shout-out to the Skinner kid. I think he's vitally important to the team. And I don't think we make it. To where we did without guys like him right we're lucky to have uh some of our big guys coming back too though cameron rankin's coming back for another year gigantic and that's that's you know a glimmer of positivity amongst yeah. all these losses we're taking and you also you got Jaden hicks Jaden hicks coming back you got the backup quarterback burnley kid coming back who oh, i'm yeah. sure we'll see you know, maybe he's he's going to play backup quarterback, no doubt, but he's going to be But, I mean, he probably, came in, dude, and he carried us Dude did a games. fantastic job. Yeah. He has nothing but praise. And that's as a sophomore. Yeah. I mean, he stepped up and played like a senior. Who do you think is going to be our quarterback as senior year? I mean, him. Other right? than something <laughs> drastically happens, probably him. Well, and we also got Kyle Shockley, though. That's which, true. Shockley's got an arm on him. Yeah. And I think Burnley – uh, from what I've seen, can be used at other places too. So, I mean, it, I, I'm sure we're going to see that guy quite a bit over the next two years. It's super interesting when you start thinking about it because it's like the type of offense we run, you'd probably want to have Burnley over Shockley because of the speed factor. Right. But we did get to see, what was that game we watched? That uh, This is the JV game. Uh, JV game against. Yeah, I think uh, it's DeKalb County. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or was it Upperman? I always get them too confused. Is that the same? <laughs> no, it's <laughs> no, not no, the same. No. Upperman is what county? It's though? Baxter. It's, Back, it's in Cookville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, whatever. It was that. Yeah, it's one of the two black teams. And Shockley looked good out there. You know? Yeah, dude's got a cannon. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it really depends on what you want to do. Do you want to throw the ball some? But it's cool to have both. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we did that. Creasy did that. He rotated uh, Hunter Murphy and I think – I forget the other guy. Maybe Craig Brown. Is that the same years? Probably. I'd say they No, it was Craig Brown and Dylan Young, and then there Hunter Murphy yeah, yeah. rotated with somebody else. I can't remember. Dude, I remember Hunter. It's Murphy. Murphy, yeah. I remember Hunter Murphy from – he was a water boy whenever I played. Yeah. That's the only way I remember him. Yeah. He's a good kid. Yeah. Well, good adult now. We're old. <laughs> He's a good adult, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, I don't want – you know, you we can't Bass call – for coming back. I mean – yeah, Mason Basford coming back. That's huge. For some reason, I thought he was a senior this whole year. No. So I'm very happy to have him. He's like the captain of our line. Yeah, for you know sure. I mean? uh, and, dude, Xavier Harper, only a sophomore. Two That's more crazy. years with the squad. Uh, You know, I'm, I'm excited to see what his future holds. Let me tell you something I've seen out of Xavier, though. 
I seen some Nelson in that kid come out Friday night, and I don't know if you've seen it. The dude lost his mind like two or three times. Yeah. Like come undone. Yeah, I saw it. And you can't have that happen. I love his – and it's it was the great thing about Nelson too because ultra competitive, yeah. ultra athletic playmaker. But in a time like that, you can't. You can't do that. And he's young. He's a sophomore. I've bragged on him all year, so I feel like I What's can, that? I can say this about him. For sure. He's he's probably my favorite one of my favorite, if not my favorite player on the team this year. And he lost his mind. And he did. I seen Black get him under control. And and you have to have somebody that way. That's why seniors are important. Because when it comes down to crunch time and you have somebody that comes off track a little bit, you have to have somebody to pull you back in. And I'll give it to him. I'm going to say Meigs County was dirty, man. They were dirty. I've seen multiple times there were some hits that were questionable. I know they had a penalty or two for late, unsportsmanlike, and well, a guy personal fouls. one of our guys, Yeah. Right? That's insane. But with, with Xavier. I think it, was it Xavier? It was Xavier they kicked. That's probably why he's pissed off. I don't know. But, like I said, I was caught up in the emotion of the game. I sure. can't recall a lot of the very minute details. But, with Xavier, though, it's that fire that drives him to be so good. Yeah. it's He's young. It's not harnessed in. It's like, uh, you know, they say a baby snake is the most dangerous because it can't control it control its venom when it bites you yeah. know what i'm saying and you see some of that come out in him yeah it's that raw intensity well, what, we've been we've when he gets pushed to the edge it it's not yet harnessed into a sure complete professional level and that's what he's, i mean he's a sophomore i will say just like you said he's been one of my favorite guys this year when that i don't we don't need to go too much into it great season well you know, you know we just I mean? we've been talking about nelson all year yeah. and that incident they're in Burma Road. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> you know, and he's got some of that in him, and I think it's a positive thing. I just think he's got to know, like, before he does something bad. Like, yeah, but I think that's all going to get worked out. Yeah, uh, uh, I, th- I do too. I yeah. th- and I think Nelson, if anybody, can talk to that kid about it. Like, he yeah. knows better than anybody. I've watched him jerk up Coach Cothran and tear his shirt. <laughs> We didn't talk about that. I what, talked to Coach. Should we talk about that? Well, I talked to Coach Cothran, and he was like, "Dude, I can't believe when you had him on the show, you didn't ask him about jerking me up and God, tearing my shirt." He ripped his whole shirt off, basically. Yeah, the neck of it was down. He looked like Coach uh, Davey looked like uh, Tarzan with the shirt that goes yeah. all the way down. So I mean, you you got Nelson who knows better than anybody. Like that did him no favors. Like. That wasn't a positive thing. The fire is, but to harness it is very important. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, you know, and then, of course, we got uh, Chassis coming back. Yeah, I mean, how valuable is a kicker? You look Dude, at Meigs County, high, man. Yeah, they can't that could have gone very badly for Meigs County. It just so happens they have a stud at quarterback. Yeah. But what if they didn't? Right. Well, I'm. I'll be interested to see how successful they are next year without this dude. Right. Well, Megs. Yeah. Yeah, and you don't know who else they're losing. They're probably right, but it don't even matter. That's their guy. Yeah, and I think I think I don't think Megs have done, has done a lot up until these last two years. Not that I know of, and I may be wrong. They may have won one in 1987. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but who cares? But I don't think so. Like right. I don't think they've. 
So, good for them. I hope they win. Well, it makes us look better if they do win. It does make us look better. And also, I'll say that, dude, I just respect them. They came in and we it was a dog fight, just like the Watertown game. Except they had this some time, dog in them too, man. Oh, yeah. It was I mean, a fight. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was like a knockdown drag out. It was out. violent. Neither side ran away with it. They beat us in a fist fight. And so, just like anyone I've ever physically fought in my life, I have this new kind of respect for them after they whoop me you know what i mean it's like we can be friends now i know what you're made of you know yeah, and you and, know i'm not going anywhere right so. if we got to fight again we'll do it again but yeah. like i hope you win against yeah. another person you know <laughs> <laughs> so that's just what it is and i hope you know well let me tell you something man this thing started as an idea i called steven and he had already been thinking about it just so happened um i remember the day i called you um me too. I was and supposed we, to be working. Yeah, I was working. <laughs> we I was ended up having a two-hour conversation. Yeah, and, you know, I never would have thought it would have came to fruition like it did. And, you know, I'm thrilled with what we've done. I think we ultimately did what we wanted to do mm, as far sure. as, like, get content out there that fans haven't been getting. And I'm very proud of it. And I've had just a blast doing it. And it's been I think, really fun. You know, the interaction and the you know stuff we've gotten back from fans has been unexpected and great. Um, I yeah. look forward to it, man. A lot like, more people are listening and are, like, enjoying it than I yeah. would have expected. I would have been just fine with way fewer people listening. You know what I mean? It would have yeah. just been just as fun, and this has it's been, been, like, a, yeah, it's an been a added surprise. bonus and a surprise, like, a, a good surprise. Yeah. Like, Wow, I'm really happy that you guys enjoy it. And shout out to all the people that's sponsored us along the way. You know, DT&T. Precious Memories Photography. Yeah. and I, I, We never did do a tailgate, but I'm very confident that we can have – I mean, that can happen. Dude, For the I, this is what we should do for the first game next year. Just you think so? Just a blowout. You think so? Yeah, because here's, here's what I want to do in the off season. you know – Obviously, we're not going to do it every week because there's not going to be that much to talk about on the football thing every week. But, you know, every – is it ever so often or every so often? <laughs> ever, no, I don't know. Ever so often, we're going to just do an episode, you know, maybe just check up on what's going on in the offseason, yeah. the weight room, and spring practice – Try to get Coach Satterfield on here if he'll yeah, do it. Yeah, come on, you know? Coach Blake, man. Dang, we're <laughs> yeah. gonna give you some time, man. We're not gonna we're not gonna holler at you anytime. <laughs> try in to the get coming days. You know what I mean? Try to you know maybe get some of the old yeah some of the seniors well, on the show. I plan on um, trying to get a few interviews myself. I got a couple in mind. I don't want to say because if it falls through, it kind of sucks. Right. But. Um, but what so I'm saying just is, just like, look out for things, because I, I mean, I'm, we're not going to sit here and tell you in two and a half weeks on Wednesday we're going to come out with another episode. Even though we could easily, yeah, it, <laughs> even though that, that could happen, like <laughs> we're going to kind of fill it out. We may even like when we do do an episode, we may give you a basketball update or a baseball. Yeah, update. we can cover a little bit of the sports, but the thing is, number one, I don't know anything about any other sport <laughs> but football, and number two, Burma Road is that's a football thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with giving you like scores or like the, our record or how good we're doing. But as far as like, I'm not going to tell you that we had seven personal fouls on the basketball court and two of them was charges. Like, I'm just not going to do it. 
Because right. I, I, one, I can't make it to those games, and two, I doubt anybody's going to send me film on every single game. So, but uh, what I was going to say is those as it leads up to the next year, we'll build it up, we'll get the details in, and we'll make it a huge blowout. Yeah, for sure. Dude, think- also, no, never mind. I ain't going to say that. Go ahead. <laughs> well, now you got me wondering. I don't even know what, what you're going to say. We still got a few Burma Road shirts left if you want to get one. Yeah, that's fine. I, yeah, just hit me up. Get one, dude. You got support us. That's it. And granted, we probably didn't market it like we fully could have. Like, we just kind of wanted to make shirts for anybody that could possibly want one. Like, you know, we didn't think we were going to sell five billion shirts. We just although we had five billion made, yeah. <laughs> so buy a shirt, but no. Um, <laughs> but man, thank you guys so much. It's been fun. And One last thing you can do to support the show is go to Apple Podcasts, subscribe to the show because it's not going to be so regular anymore. You need to know when it comes out and. Five-star rate and leave a comment. Shout out to the one person who five-starred us since last episode. Now we got 20. We need like 50, dude. Come on, bro. It's like way under. But I will say this. You Don't know be that, lazy. You it know takes the, no effort. The Middle Tennessee Preps show or whatever. We got way more ratings than them. So let's go. <laughs> let's go. The one that's been covering us. The top 100 or whatever it is. What? I don't know. I don't know which show you're talking there's about. A, there's a show called like Mid-State Preps, and it covers all high school in the area, football. Hmm. And it's like a show that's like, there's people off 104.5, off News Channel 5 and everything on there. We got more ratings than them. Let's go. Let's do it. Barbaro. Hey, Transdale County making some noise. Yeah, and uh, that, I mean, I don't really got a, a lot else to say. I'm proud of everybody on the team this year. You guys really... Carried the Trousdale County name well. I got no complaints, man. You know, I'm. it's unfortunate that we didn't come out on top. We all wanted to go to the ship, but it don't happen every year, man. And I firmly believe that next year we're going to be right back competing for it. And we'll be here to bring you this content again. Well, there's, there's a reason we have as many championships as we do, and we're one of the tops in the state. Tradition. I mean, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen for people. Hard work. Hard work. Tradition. <laughs> but, oh, oh, we forgot. What do we? BCB MVP. Appreciate you, brother, for all you've done. Shout out. You've gave us a ton of content. You've, the by the numbers thing is fantastic. We appreciate you. And he did do one more for us. So, as we close this out. We'll add him in. Here it is. Thank you, everyone, Thank you guys. for your support. BCB MVPs by the numbers. 2019 Trouser County Season Review. First, let's look at the regular season. Week one saw the Jackets go to Possum Town and defeat Friendship Christian 14-0. Week three ended up being the Region 4 2A Championship. In that game, the Purple and Gold got out to a first half lead of 13-0 on the road at Watertown. Second half adjustments by the Purple Tigers and some costly turnovers saw the host team tie the game late and forced overtime. Another turnover on the first play gave the ball back to Watertown and saw them kick a field goal to win 16-13. Week four, Trousdale came home and took care of an old rival in Gordonsville. 49 to 0. 
week five. It's all the Westmoreland Eagles soar to the creek bank for another region game. The night ended with them scoring late, but way too late, as the Jackets won 44-6. Week six was a battle as the Hartsville crew traveled up Highway 10 into Tiger Country and Macon County. A very spirited game that almost got away from the officials saw the visitors claim the victory and shut out 28-0. And at the midway point of the regular season, the Jackets stood at 4-1 overall. Week 7, East Robertson traveled to Trouser County, being led by a very talented wide receiver. The kid put on a show in the first half as the Indians led early 6-0. But a late first half rally and halftime adjustments were made and the route was on. Trouser County went on to win the game 55-6. to Week 8 was a mess. The purple and gold traveled to Portland and almost needed a boat to get there as the heavens opened up in a monsoon. The Jackets were able to weather the storm much better than the Panthers and swam away with a 37-7 win. Week 9 arrived and the Ch Cascade Champions trotted into town for another Region 4 AA matchup. The Jackets were unfazed in, in the matchup and scored another shutout, 44-0. After a week off, Trouser County hosted Jackson County in Week 11 for the regular season finale. The host didn't play a nice one in the first half and took a 42-0 lead into halftime. A lot of young stingers saw action in the second half, and the Blue Devils continued to play hard, but the gap was too much. Trouser County won the game 42-20. The regular season ended with an 8-1 record and second place finish in Region 4-2A. Playoff action. The first round of the TSSAA playoffs saw a matchup with Marion County Warriors. This matchup has become a common one as of recent, and the Jackets claimed this game in convincing fashion, 42-0. That win put the purple and gold onto the road of three matches from the 2018 season. The first was round two opponent, Tyner Academy, and another trip to Chattanooga. A late score in the first half was huge and allowed the Jackets to take a 14-0 lead into the break. They extended the lead to 21-0, and on the, on the first play of the fourth quarter, it advanced with a 28-7 victory. The second game on the rematch road was another trip to Region 4 to a champ Watertown. A very similar setting as, as 2018 saw a muddy field and a tight ball game. The Purple Tigers led 13-7 at half and into the fourth quarter. There were three lead changes in the final frame, 14-13, 19-14, and the final, 22-19. And the Jackets' D capped off the game with an INT to reach the semifinals for the 18th time in school history. In this last game of the rematch road of 2018, saw the Jackets making the trip to Meg County. In this game, the standing room only crowd witnessed the defensive battle in the first half as the game was tied 0-0 at the midway point. The Jackets struck first on the first possession of the third quarter to go up 7-0, but the home team Tigers would immediately answer with a score of their own, plus a two-point conversion to lead 8-7. to 
Another score by Meigs extended their lead to 14-7. The Jackets would tie the game at 14-all. Meigs would again score and get another two-point conversion with roughly six minutes left to lead 22-14. to The resilient Jackets proceeded to march their way down the field for another score. However, the Meigs County defense stood tall and denied the purple and gold two-point attempt. The ensuing onside kick attempt was unsuccessful, and the home team was able to run out the clock and end the jacket season at 11-2. Stats. The Jackets averaged 33.7 points per game and totaled 438 points this year, which is the best average since the 2013 season. They allowed 7.9 points per game for a total of 103 points on the year, which is the best average since the 2008 season. They posted five shutouts during the course of the season. Nine different players scored offensive touchdowns. And the defense and special teams scored seven times. And Heath Chassie converted every field goal attempt and was nearly perfect on every point after. Senior Salute. This edition of the Yellow Jackets was led by nine seniors. Number two, Kobe Ford. Number seven, Tavares Juice Claver. Number eight, Davis Stewart. Number nine, Will Holder. Number 11, Ben Chumley. Number 23, Jaden Black Hayward. Number 24, Aaron Pickett. Number 71, Austin Knapp. And number 78, Jalen Skinner. These young men have had a great career and were great leaders for this team. In the course of four years, this class held the team together while the program had four different head coaches and managed a 38-13 and record overall. Made the playoffs each year and helped claim the 2018 AA runner-up. No, the ultimate goal was not achieved, but these young men were faced with a lot of adversity and met each of these challenges in stride. From one jacket to another, job well done. My take. The 2019 season was an overall success. Years from now, we will look back on this achievement and be proud of it. They improved each and every game and it was visible on the field. The staff did an outstanding job of teaching and motivating these kids and putting them into a winning position. Blake Satterfield is the real deal. He is a motivator of men and has the pedigree of a football scholar. The underclassmen have a lot to offer. This year developed a lot of youth along the way and the future is bright in Yellow Jacket Country.